to Building Stronger Creatives, a fitness podcast for musicians, artists, nerds, and former misfits. I'm a former out-of-shape professional musician turned personal trainer and nutrition coach to hundreds of clients, and I'll give you no-nonsense information about what it really takes to get and stay fit within the context of a creative life. Here, you'll find practical advice on strength and endurance training, sane and simple nutrition, habit building, and time management tools to help you make lifestyle changes that actually stick. Most fitness coaches have no clue what it really means to be a creative, whether you're a professional or a passionate hobbyist. I'm different. I've been where you are, and I share your values. Let me show you how you can use the gym to build a kick-ass creative life. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Building Stronger Creatives. Today's episode is a fun one for me to record. I'm going to be sharing with you the training and preparation that I've been doing for a um, epic backpacking trip that I'm about to go on in about three weeks. I leave three weeks from tomorrow. So we're closing in on the really the final stretch of my preparation. And what I want to do in this episode is share how I have been using physical training, using workouts and a bunch of different stuff to prepare me to take this trip. And I'm going to explain uh, where I'm going and what I'm going to be doing. And I just want to share this with you because I think that it's a really great example of exactly what I'm trying to embody and help my clients within my coaching, which is using the gym, using fitness and intelligent nutrition to help you do all kinds of cool shit. So the trip I'm going on is really fucking cool and it is pretty physical. Again, I'll explain shortly and I don't think that I would feel as good going into it and I am certain that I would not uh, have as good of a time if I didn't do all the physical preparation that I've done. So I'm sharing it uh, first of all because it's a fun story and I like talking about it. I'm really excited about it. But second, just so you can see a real world example of how you can use training to do cool stuff you know, chase your dreams, go on adventures and live a fun and exciting life. To me, really, that is what it's all about. It's not really anymore, maybe at one point for me, but it's no longer about like being the strongest person at the gym or doing the coolest things at the gym or being the leanest or the most muscular. It's about building a body that I know can support me while I'm doing all of the fun shit I want to do outside the gym. So, a couple of things I want to say before we get into this. Um, first of all, I hope you had a really great Thanksgiving. I know I didn't do an episode last week. I was with family out uh, in Washington State. Unfortunately, on the way there, I'm pretty certain I got COVID. So if my voice sounds a little bit weird uh, or I'm clearing my throat or something, I'm going to really try not to do that because it's gross, but I hope you'll understand I am recovering from COVID. <laughs> Thankfully, it was a pretty mild case. Um, I've gotten all of my shots, as had my boyfriend, so our symptoms were really mild, especially his. Uh, for me, for anyone who is curious, because I know I'm always curious, the worst part was I had a really, really sore throat, like terrible sore throat for a few days, um, and that was pretty uncomfortable. But I didn't have a, like a serious fever or body aches or like a really debilitating cough or any of that stuff. So grateful for that. Uh, but in the meantime, it might affect what you hear on the podcast. So thank you for being understanding. I am going on this trip in a few weeks, as I just mentioned, and you're going to hear all about in a little bit. So I'm only going to be doing a few more episodes of this show through the end of the year. 
I'm going to tell you what to expect right now, and I'm going to give you a little teaser of what to expect in 2023. So, oh gosh, I think this is episode 23. I should have checked before I started recording. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about how I'm using physical training to prepare for this epic trip. Next week, I want to talk about what I've been doing with my nutrition in 2022, because this has been a really, really important and illuminating year for me personally. I've talked a lot in the past on the show about earlier stages in my weight loss journey and dealing with my eating disorder and things like that. And I feel like this is a year that I felt, um, I feel at the end of it really triumphant and I feel in such a good place with my relationship with food and with my body. And I'm just feeling the best that I ever have and the most optimistic that I can 100% maintain the results, um, both in terms of like my, my weight and how I feel, but also in terms of my relationship with food moving forward. So I'm going to share what I've been doing and some of the biggest lessons that I've learned through this year when it comes to nutrition and body. And then the final episode that I'm going to do in 2022 is uh, an episode about how to set New Year's resolutions, how to think about planning for your next year. Um, I'm going to approach it maybe in a way that you haven't heard before, maybe in a way that'll be a little bit more helpful than just throwing shit at the wall and being like, oh, this is the year I'm finally going to get it together without any type of planning or soul searching or anything. Because we all know how that ends, right? We've all made those types of resolutions. So that's what you can expect through the end of this year. In 2023, uh, we are going to continue with solo episodes, but my hope at some point is to get to two guest episodes per month. It'll probably be one per month at first as I get the ball rolling, but I'd love to do two longer guest episodes per month and then two solo episodes. So in terms of guests, um, if you've been listening to the show since the beginning, I sincerely appreciate you. You kind of know um, some of the things I've enjoyed talking about. And if you have someone you'd love me to reach out to, to speak to, uh, you have a suggestion for a guest, by all means, I would love to hear that. You can uh, DM me on Instagram. My handle is at Caroline Juster, and I would love to sort of explore that. But otherwise, I'm excited to talk to some people that are also sort of straddling the fitness and nutrition spaces and the art space, whether that's music um, or writing or photography or some other arts and things like that. And then I'm going to also be speaking with some people that I really respect in the fitness industry who have stuff to say that I think will be really beneficial for creatives. So lots of cool stuff to expect in 2023. Um We'll have done about 25-ish episodes through the end of this year. So um, thank you again if you've listened to any, even if this is your first one. I hope you'll stick around for the ride as I continue to um, work on this podcast. It's been a lot of fun and I can't wait for what is coming up next. So let's talk about training for a backpacking trip. So I'm going to give you a little backstory first. So um, my sister is living in Australia right now. She's working in Australia for a few years. And originally I was going to go, I knew I was going to go see her at some point because it's a great opportunity to go, you know, down to the Southern Hemisphere, to the Pacific, places I've never been. Um, Originally, I was going to mostly go to Australia and then I was maybe going to join my sister and brother-in-law in New Zealand for a little bit. So, when my sister and I were kids, when the Lord of the Rings movies first came out, my sister was like obsessed with New Zealand. She loved the scenery in the movies. I mean, how could you not? It's stunning. 
and we would watch them on repeat. We'd have days off of school (laughs) or snow days or whatever, and we would just be watching those movies over and over. So it's really been a dream of hers for decades. That's not an exaggeration to go to New Zealand. And her and her uh, now husband got married just before they moved to Australia. But due to strict COVID lockdowns and a bunch of other factors, they haven't had a chance to take a honeymoon. So they are going to New Zealand for a full month in essentially um, end of December through end of January of, you know, like upcoming. So the end of uh, 2022 into the beginning of 2023. Now, originally my plan was spend most of my time in Australia and maybe spend a few days with them in New Zealand before going home. But plans changed. My brother-in-law started a new job. Suddenly they weren't going to have as much time off. And all of a sudden, it didn't really make sense for me to go to Australia because they were both going to be working. And they don't live in like Sydney or Melbourne. They live in Canberra. So I would sort of be on my own, which is fine. But I decided that I might as well just spend a larger chunk of time and only go to New Zealand where they already had all kinds of cool stuff planned and in the works. So earlier this year, I made the decision that I was just going to go to New Zealand. Now, little did I know that planning and preparing for this trip was going to be like the project of a lifetime, to be honest. So there's been so much that's gone into this. And a lot of it um, took shape once I started to realize and we started to make decisions about what type of trip this was going to be. Now, I've been lucky enough to travel a decent amount in my life. And I've done trips that were kind of lazy where you just sit around Um, I've done trips that had a lot of sightseeing. I've done a lot of party trips where we went to music festivals with uh, my boyfriend. But this trip is really going to be an outdoor and hiking trip. We're going to be in a handful of cities, um, for example, Christchurch and Queenstown. But most of the, um, the biggest chunks of the trip are going to be spent hiking and exploring the amazing scenery and wilderness of New Zealand. So, If you are not familiar with New Zealand, and I didn't know this before we were doing this trip, they have a number of uh, long hikes that are called the Great Walks. So if you're an American, this is kind of like a national park situation, except like the hike itself is um, protected. So it's not just like you have, I mean, it is a big park, but they have these specific hikes within the big parks that you have to essentially book slots for ahead of time. You have to sign up for They put caps on the number of people that can go through. There's a lot of regulations and things because they're so beautiful and they're so special and they want to protect them. At least that's my understanding. So my sister cued me into this and originally we didn't know if we were just going to try to do one or two great walks. Actually, what we tried to do was to do three um, all on the South Island. I think they might be doing one on the North Island after I leave, but we tried to get three. Now, These uh, bookings have been closed for a few years because of COVID. So New Zealand wasn't allowing anybody in for some time. And this is, I believe, the first season that they're really open to outsiders. So the demand was really, really high. And if you've ever had to buy like uh, limited release sneakers or buy concert tickets, like the Taylor Swift fiasco is a recent example, where you have to like log in right on the uh, opening time, you're refreshing your browser and everything goes really quickly. It was kind of like that. Because there are only a number of spots for each night on these trails and you have to really get the nights that you want, or at least we do, because we're not just there hanging out, we have an agenda. So it was really competitive and uh, I was able to book us spots on two of these great walks. My sister tried for the third and she didn't get it. So that's okay, Sam. Uh, It was the most popular one, supposedly, so I'm not surprised that it didn't work out and I'm not really that upset about it. So... 
now we had these trips booked. So what are these trips? So again, they're just really long hikes. Now the two that we're doing, one is called the Kepler Track and one is called the Rootburn Track. And they're both on that South Island of New Zealand. Now, the um, they're similar in some ways. So they're both up in the mountains. Both of them are three days and two nights in the backcountry. Um, both of them have like a, a first day where you're sort of climbing up a second day that's almost exclusively on this like alpine ridge or really high environment and then a third day where you're climbing down or where you're in the forest now one of the hikes that we're doing is about twice as long as the other so the kepler track i believe is 60 kilometers uh, which is pretty substantial i can't remember rupert i think it's maybe 30 something so you know we're not talking about easy hikes here like they are long hikes the one especially is long. There is some really challenging terrain, meaning like you're going to be climbing steep hills or you're going to be climbing a lot of distance in like a short amount of time. Um, and like I live, I don't live in the mountains, so I'm not used to being at elevation. I'm pretty low, close to sea level, and I don't really have the opportunity to train on any hills. So I also have just the unfamiliar aspect of being at more altitude, even though it's not super high altitude. So on top of these uh, two, three day, two night backpacking trips. We're also probably going to be doing a lot of day hikes. So some of them are Lord of the Rings focused, like, um, doing hikes in areas, uh, where I think there's one near like where the Isengard Lake was. Um, and I think maybe some Mount Doom stuff. I don't remember specifically, <laughs> but basically when I did the math, we're looking at anywhere from like 60 to hundred miles of hiking, depending on weather and how we're feeling. Now, that's a, that's a lot of hiking, okay? Especially for someone who doesn't necessarily do a lot of hiking throughout the year. I have done backpacking trips. I love to hike, but because of where I live and just because I have a lot of other interests, I'm not necessarily going on these long trips frequently. So knowing all of this back in the spring, I knew that if I wanted to have the best possible time on the trip, I really needed to take my physical training seriously. If you've ever been in a situation where you're doing something outside or like playing a sport or a game or whatever, you're on some kind of adventure and like your fitness is holding you back, it feels really shitty. It kind of narrows your focus. It's hard to think about and focus on other things. You're just distracted. You're feeling miserable. Um, maybe you're ashamed if you're like if other people are not struggling and you are in your group. Like it's just not a great place to be. It's much better to be physically prepared, to be fit, and know that like while something may be challenging, you know you can do it and you're going to have more, like just more mental reserves to enjoy what you're doing and be present. And that was really the experience that I wanted for myself on this trip. I was worried that because I don't live at altitude, because I don't regularly go hiking in the mountains and it's not easy for me to do, as opposed to my sister and brother-in-law who live in Australia and have more access to that stuff, that I would be the weak link. And I really didn't want that, um, both for the group and also just for my own enjoyment of the trip. So thankfully, I happen to know someone, um, an old mentor and peer of mine. His name is Todd Bumgarner. He um, does a number of things. He owns a group training, small group training gym outside of Washington, D.C. in Virginia. Um, he, I originally met him through like a coaching mentorship group called Strength Faction. That's been a really big impact on me as a coach. 
And I also know that Todd recently started his own uh, personal training online business, kind of like what I do, working with creative people, musicians, and artists. But Todd works with backcountry hunters. So he grew up, he loved to hunt, he loved to fly fish. And as he's gotten older, he started exploring some of these like out west hunts. So he lives on the East Coast, obviously. But when you go out, I don't, I'm not a hunter, so I'm just sort of reporting this as I know. Um, if you were to go somewhere like Alaska or Montana or Nevada and you're hunting big game, you're doing a lot of hiking in the backcountry. So there's a lot of elevation. There's a lot of mountains. If you do happen to successfully kill an animal, you have to pack it out. So you have to like put it on your back, basically. You know, you butcher it, you put it on your back and you have to carry it out with you. And I just knew from reading his posts and from just thinking about it, thinking critically about it, that there were a lot of similarities between the physical demands of this backcountry hunting pursuit and going on a backpacking trip. While um, I'm basically just going to be walking and I'm actually, I might have the opposite problem of a hunter where they might have to carry out more than they came in with. You know, I'll be eating my food and drinking water. And so I actually might, and using fuel, I might be going out with less weight but the general uh, principle and activity and everything is very similar. So I hired Todd, I joined his group program, and I sort of put my trust in him. Now, something happened right at the beginning of this. I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but I, I don't have the greatest memory sometimes. I hurt my hip. So basically, I had just been doing too much training earlier in the year, some types of training that my body wasn't quite prepared for. And I was doing also on top of that, like tons of walking and just a lot of volume of activity. This happened in June. And when the days are really long in the summer, I like to just be really active. And I just overdid it this time. And I had this issue in my hip where it was painful to walk. And, you know, thinking like, okay, I have this trip booked to New Zealand. I'm going to be doing these huge hikes, not only just hiking, but carrying a a bag and carrying some weight. How am I going to be able to do this trip? with this issue where I can't even walk a mile without pain. So I had a big hiccup in the middle of uh, the year, kind of towards the beginning of my intensive preparation for New Zealand, where I had to go to physical therapy. I had to basically stop walking, stop training for a month while I did physical therapy exercises, let the inflammation go down that was in my hip, build some supporting strength, and then gradually add stuff back in. So it wasn't ideal uh, because I lost I essentially lost a couple of months of what could have been productive training but in the long run when I think about it more big picture it was a positive experience so if I had some sort of underlying weakness or issue in my hip like it's probably better for it to show up in June than for it to show up in October or November or God forbid on the trip because it was probably some sort of a ticking time bomb. The things that needed to be strengthened weren't being strengthened just from training alone. I needed those physical therapy drills. I needed to think more uh, carefully about how I was moving. I needed to take that step back in order to take more steps forward. So even though it, w- it sucked and it was demoralizing and it was painful, like the, the timing was probably the best that it could have been, assuming that it was going to happen at some point in time. Um, and it also just taught me a really important lesson, which is like, I can't just go, go, go all the time. So I took that mindset of knowing that, yes, I need to work hard, but I, I also have personally have a tendency to not take enough rest. I took that into the rest of my prep and I really kept that in my mind when I felt the urge to like push it when I wasn't sure if pushing it was the right move. 
So I did learn some important lessons. And although I still sometimes have some minor hip issues now, like uh, when I was in Washington State last week doing some smaller hikes, like I had no issues with my hips at all. And now I feel totally confident that I've made a recovery that's good enough to get me through the trip. No problem. So I'm definitely grateful for that and grateful for the fact that I was able to go to physical therapy and that Todd was so understanding and helpful as well. So you know, after that, once I really started training in earnest uh, and a little before as well, because I was already doing some of the conditioning workouts that I'm going to explain, but I want to tell you exactly what I was doing. This is like the part that's really fun for me. It's like where I get to geek out about training. Um, I have this broken down, let's see, into six categories, essentially. Um, Only four of them are like really specific training things that I did, but I want to share with you how Todd and I were thinking about my preparation for this trip. And who knows, if you have a big hiking trip or a backpacking trip in your future, or this is something you do regularly, you might be able to get some specific information from this. And if not, I just hope that you'll see sort of how cool it is that we can use fitness and training to create these changes in our body that allow us to do the stuff that we love. So the first uh, part of my training was conditioning. So you can think of this as cardio. Conditioning is basically like making sure that your body can do the things you want it to do for long enough. So in terms of hiking and backpacking, there's obviously a really large demand for all day ability to produce and use energy, right? You're hiking for hours and hours at a time. So you need endurance. You need to not be able to gas. You don't want to gas out early on. But you also need the ability to like produce force or be explosive or work hard even when you're fatigued. So a common example might be if you're at the summit of a mountain and there's some sort of a rock scramble and you need to be able to like push yourself up or or make moves that require a little bit more strength and explosiveness. If that part of your cardio system is not up to par, you're going to struggle and feel really fatigued and challenged in those situations. So I'm not going to get too deep into this because there's really deep, lots of different stuff that we did. But suffice to say, doing conditioning for this trip was a lot more than just like going for a jog or sitting on a bike. Um, Yes, I did those types of longer workouts and those were really important. But we also did some very specific types of interval training with specific parameters designed to um, create specific adaptations in my cardio system. So if you want to improve your cardio for this stuff, like, yes, you want to walk more, you want to do longer cardio, but you also are going to need some of this targeted interval training. And I think that those were some of the things that I was really missing in my workouts before. And I think they've made a really big difference in my ability to just be efficient and, you know, use energy well. The second thing is rucking. So this is technically falls under conditioning, but I want to mention it separately. There's a term called specificity that we use in fitness and sports, and it basically refers to like how close activities are to each other. So for a backpacking trip, the most specific training activity I can do is walking or hiking with a loaded backpack, which is what rucking is. So especially in the last couple of months, as I've gotten really close to the trip, it's been a big priority to do rucks every week. Now, a lot of people, when they start rucking or even running, um, stuff like that. The the idea is not to go as hard as you can, as heavy as you can, as long as you can, you know, run as far as you can and crush yourself. Like the idea is to build efficiency so that the task that you're doing becomes easier. So most of my rucks were fairly light. Um, most of them were not that long, 
every week I had one ruck that was a little bit longer, but it could be as short as 90 minutes, which in the the grand scheme of like a long hiking trip is not very long. Most of them were just, you know, put the a certain amount of weight in the bag, focus on moving well, breathing with ease, staying calm and relaxed, keeping my heart rate down. That Building that kind of endurance with a pack on my back is going to help me when I'm climbing a mountain, even though I don't actually have access to mountains here in Chicago. Training is about building reserves, you know, making it so that you can do stuff with greater ease, like this type of training is at least. So you don't want to crush yourself because if you crush yourself, you don't leave anything left over to build back better next time. So that's why these rucks were intentionally not that hard and intense. Some of them were, but mostly it was just about getting those miles in and becoming efficient and comfortable under the pack. The third thing that we did was strength training. So I cut back my volume of strength training compared to what I sometimes do. I've done as many as five lifting workouts a week, although it's been a while since I did that. But in the last few months, I've only been doing two lifting workouts because I wanted to make sure I had time for those conditioning and rocking workouts. Just because for hiking, for backpacking, um, cardio and conditioning is so, so important. Now, strength is also important because First of all, if you're weak as shit, you're going to have a really hard time carrying your pack because what's going to happen is um, muscles are going to fatigue and your posture is going to break down and then your joints are going to hurt and then everything's going to suck. Okay, so if you have like a solid foundation of strength, of core strength, lower body strength, upper body strength, it just makes it a lot easier to move around. I'll also say that we were, I had a lot of fun with some of these strength training workouts because they found ways to combine developing aspects of conditioning with strength training. One example was something we did called U-stress training, which is basically like I did up to 50 reps of a deadlift broken up into small sets. So the weight was heavy, so I'm still getting stronger, but I spaced the sets out in a way that I would, I was managing my heart rate and keeping it in a specific zone with the objective of improving my ability to do a lot of work with less stress to my body. So it was really cool, again, to work with a coach that's really experienced and really, really fucking smart to see how, oh, it's not just going to the gym and deadlift. It's like, why am I deadlifting in this way? And I could see these changes happening in my performance and in my body from week to week. Really, really cool stuff. So it wasn't necessarily like, tons and tons of lifting or tons and tons of cardio. It was about kind of finding the balance between the two because they are both important. The final specific training thing that we did was work on movement capacity. So movement capacity, you can think of this as like mobility, your ability to move your body in lots of different ways, your ability to control your joints, things like that. Things that are especially important for hiking are ankles and hips. Hips especially, but also ankles. If you think about hiking up a really steep hill and you kind of visualize the angle of your foot, like your ankles need to be able to flex well. And if they don't, other joints like your knees are going to take up that stress and it's not going to feel very good. Hips are going to be powering you up the hill um, and they're going to help you maneuver. Like if you have to step over a log or you're hiking through some snow or slippery rocks, like your hips are super important there. But lower body joint stuff isn't the only thing that's important. If you visualize like carrying a heavy pack, as you get fatigued, sort of naturally, you might kind of hunch over your shoulders might round. And what happens is that in time, if you don't do something about that, your shoulder mobility and your upper back mobility will suffer and it can potentially lead to other issues and even pain. So 
when you are not, you know, rocking, hiking, it's important to keep your shoulders open to keep the ability to rotate through your upper back. Like you want to maintain all of this mobility, even if the activity or the sport that you're like training for kind of keeps you locked in one position. As a human being and as a creative person who wants to feel good and have the ability to move well, you need to be doing that mobility stuff. So we made sure to include a lot of that stuff as well. So the final two things that were not like training directly training related, but were really important. The first was that I made a conscious decision not to diet. Now, I'm going to talk more about this next week when I talk about my 2022 nutrition and body year in review. But I just want to say that I had a couple of successful diet phases earlier in the year, and I would still like to maybe lose another 10 pounds um, at some point. Although if I never lost it, I would be totally fine. Again, I'm going to talk about that next week. But I made a really conscious decision in the summer when I started really training for this trip in earnest to not go on any more diets and to just try to maintain my weight through the year. Now, why did I do that? I can tell you that dieting is stressful. It takes a toll on your body. It affects your sleep. It affects your workouts. And it takes up a lot of mental energy. And I knew that I needed to train hard for this trip. I knew I was going to be doing a lot of workouts and I knew because of the issue with my hip that I personally could not take my recovery for granted. So like things that were going to hurt my sleep or stress me out, like I could not afford them because that combination could potentially set me up for another injury. And so I just decided like there's no point in dieting. Like I'm totally content with my weight right now. Like I feel good. Um, I want to eat lots of healthy foods. I don't want to stress about this and I want to have good productive workouts that I can actually recover from. So I've more or less been maintaining my weight. I've maybe lost a little bit as I increase my training volume a lot, Um, but I feel really good and I have not been stressed about food and it's just such a great place to be. So I, I mentioned this because if you're training for something that is physically demanding or even really mentally demanding outside of the gym, it doesn't really make sense to shoot yourself in the foot and diet at the same time. Like there's always going to be more time to diet later. If you have a goal that's really ambitious and is going to take a lot out of you, you should focus on maintenance. Ultimately, no one's going to be dieting forever anyway. Like maintenance is really the long-term goal that I think most creative people should and want to strive for. That's a place where like you're not, um, you feel good about your body, like you have energy, you can focus, you're not constantly stressed and obsessed about food and you're able to train and push yourself. So if you have something like this, like I've been doing or um, something similar or different, whatever, you have a goal um, that's not related, like revolving around the way your body looks or your body weight, consider taking a diet break and eating lots of healthy food to fuel your preparation. The final thing that I did, um, and this is just kind of like a big picture summary is that there was a lot of planning and preparation that went into this trip. I would not have been able to build these deeper physical adaptations like improvements to my strength, improvements to my cardio conditioning if I only started training like two months ago. So sometimes that's going to happen in life and you have to make the best of a limited situation. But if you have something big and ambitious you want to do, Or like if you have something you're kind of working on long term and you don't have a set timeline, like you owe it to yourself to just start ahead of time and give yourself lots and lots of time so that you're not rushed, you're not putting yourself in a bad position and you're giving your body time to adapt. 
for me too like this trip has also involved a lot of planning outside the gym like I had to buy essentially an entire backpacking setup because I didn't really have any of the gear that I needed um I had to do a lot of like buying things and planning for the trip and trying out gear and like there was a lot involved and I knew like I'm lucky that I knew I was doing it at the end of the year so it sort of automatically built that in for me but this was a really important lesson for me that I'm going to consider moving forward like giving myself a bigger timeline for things like having a clear goal yes but not leaving my preparation to the last minute giving myself time taking you know the time that I need in order to make the changes that I want to make so as I mentioned earlier um, I leave in three weeks I leave three weeks from tomorrow (laughs) so I'm doing I'm basically not really making like huge changes to my physical fitness at this point but I'm just kind of maintaining the progress that I made as I mentioned um, I'm recovering from COVID so I'm lucky that that was mild and I don't think it's going to really be a big setback there Uh, but it is you know a thing that happened and that kept me out of training for a little couple days so I am um, really looking forward to the trip I'm sure that once I come back I'll do a whole episode about it and maybe I'll have more reflections on how this training process prepared me or maybe I'll have some things that I wish that I had done differently I just can't know that right now all I know is that I'm really grateful to my coach Todd I'm grateful to the physical therapist that I worked with over the summer Um, I'm proud of myself for setting this goal and sticking with it and working hard And it's just been such a fun process to have a big goal, an adventure, something epic that I'm looking forward to, and see how I can use training and preparation to help make it happen. So thank you again for listening. Like I said, I already have um, my two episodes, two remaining episodes for the year lined up, but guests are coming in 2023. And if you have requests for episode topics or questions you love for me to cover, in the new year, you can always send me a DM. My DMs are always open. I always respond to people. I love hearing from you. Um, My handle is just my name at Caroline Juster. Should be pretty easy to find. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Building Stronger Creatives. If something you heard resonated with you, I would love for you to share this episode with someone else who might enjoy it. I also always appreciate comments, ratings, and reviews. These things help me get the word out to other creatives who could benefit from this type of information. See you back on the next episode. Until then, stay curious, stay passionate, and stay strong.